I mean, some of these so-called academics make the shock and jaws look like fucking flipper. like <laughs> flipper over here. What is that? What are you doing? I'm looking like I'm f- a Joe. Hey, whoa. Hey, Don't mo- go to the beach. Flipper's here. Are you mocking this lady's accent? Dude, Flipper's going to fucking chew up your family. The great. Don't come the- to Amity. The great, and I'm gonna say late, Adrian Barbo, but I'm not sure about that. She could still be with us. Yeah, no, she's almost certainly still alive. I hope so. I love her. Not Uh, in this role, but uh, she was great in Maud. I'm just learning here now. She's the original Rizzo from Greece. uh, Broadway? On Broadway. No shit, Sean. No shit. Song and dance, man, teaching me. Today, yeah, apparently, apparently she was uh, she was uh, too uh, too old. Two boys in a balcony. She was too old for the film. They had to go with Stalker Channing. She was too old to be in the film. I I mean, why else wouldn't they? Why wouldn't Sta- they she was older than Stalker Channing? Dude, hey, I'm just letting you know what happened. All right. Maybe she didn't want to do the film. Oh, maybe she was in the middle of the TV show then. Oh yeah, wait. Yeah. The the film was in '80, right? Uh, seventy-eight, I think. Seventy-eight, yeah. So she yeah, was, so. she was smack dab in the middle of Maude. She was America's oh, sweetheart at that point. It was Maude and America's sweetheart. Well, it no, it, B. Arthur. Yeah. No, Adrian Barbo was America's sweetheart. Oh. Or at least my sweetheart. Oh, she was in Back to School. She got a little part in Back to School. She's not a main. She was. Uh, she was. Uh, I believe she was on Battle of the Network Stars at some point. Oh, yeah, that probably checks. But yeah. hey, that's neither here nor there. She that was, was big John then. Car- married John Carpenter. Is she? She was. Oh, uh, she's not anymore? Because, no, yeah, because that... of he passed? Uh, no, no. Is no, he no. still alive? John Carpenter's yeah, we, still alive, right? Every every week we uh, discuss this. I know. I just like to make sure because I love the man. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's with us. Uh, she right. was on uh, Ken Reed's TV Guidance Counselor podcast on February 19th, 2016. Adrian Barbo oh. was? What a Wikipedia. Hot damn. Dang, oh dang. Hot well, damn. Anyway. Do you think Do you think we could get her on a, a, a silly little show? I'll tell you this. I don't really have that much interest in talking to Adrian Barbo. But, uh, I, I mean, hey, send her an email. Maybe. <laughs> See what happens. The worst she could say is cease and desist, good sirs. Yeah, maybe she says no. Blech, whatever. She might send uh, her bigger brother, uh, her older brother, out to kick our ass. Yeah, I mean she's uh, she's got. Uh, oh, look at that! She's the voice of the computer in the thing. Escape from New York, the fog. She can't stop in the thing. John Carpenter movies. Little nepotism. That's what I see there. What's she up to now? Oh, she's doing when a, a when twenty bill. How long was she married to John Coppola? Ah, five years or so. Hey, I'm adding this to your. Uh, I want you to. Wa- I want you to f- uh, f- uh, watch this uh, this week. It's from 2020. It's called The Exorcism at 60,000 Feet. Oh, what is that in the space shuttle? And I probably an airplane, maybe. Who flies at 60,000 feet? Get the fuck out of here! You do 35, maybe 45. Well, this 60, is like way feet. Altitude. You're in a U-2 spy plane, brother. Well, hey, maybe you're taking secret in. photographs of uh, difficult locations. Hey, I'll tell you this: top sensitive p- government locations, probably. Demonic possession knows no altitude. 
you know? It's like Snakes on a Plane, but with the devil. We watched 1982's Creepshow. Do you like that transition into the theme song? That was Fuck, smooth. dude. We're still, we haven't hit the theme yet? We're four minutes into this thing. Well, then stop talking and play the song, goddammit. And done. Yeah. Now. I got the last word this time. Fuck you! No. Fuck you. Drop the theme. Okay. Two boys in a balcony. 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 And we're back! It is the balcony, and shit is going crazy. Two boys in a balcony, we're back. I think I I already covered that part. You jumped the dang gun. (laughs) It's, uh, hey, it's the New England Film Podcast. You know that. We're here. I know that. You know that. Six, seven. Who knows how many weeks we've been doing New England? This is like week 107. I looked at my letterbox today. I'm at like 45 Halloween movies. Oh man, you getting scared? I watched some, I watched some classic films today, brother. You had a little movie marathon. Over I'm the, going uh, nuts, dude. First of all, the these theater. These uh, I can't. Nicole's starting to get worried about me. She's like, "Are you gonna come upstairs at all?" I'm getting a little worried about you. Why am I going to come upstairs? I got a goddamn movie theater in the basement. I'm a film How's journalist. That? I, I how love is, the, the language. Leaves, how are the leaves looking? You get the pine needles cleaned up? I love the language of film. Yeah, my backyard's look actually looking pretty good. You know, we, right. we took down some most of the pine trees last year. Oh, yes. That's so we're not worrying about sometimes. those so much. But And you get the ride on. That's going to pick up the base. Got the ride on. I got the leaf blower. I'm out there. I'm getting it done. But I'm also watching 23 hours of movies a day. Yeah, you are watching quite a number of films. Yeah. Well, I what, so I hopped on. Today? I hopped on. Uh, I've been hopping on those Universal monster movies. You love them. Uh, I watched Dracula, the original Ooh. Dracula from 31 with Bella Lugosi. Look at you dropping the years. Yeah, dude. You know, I like people to know what I'm talking about. They're like, is he talking about Keanu Reeves? No, I'm not talking about the Keanu Reeves Dracula. You you turned 50 and you said, hey, you're never too young. I said it's time. It's time to fucking know what I'm talking about at this point. Yeah, Bela Lugosi Dracula. Yeah, I watched that and I watched uh, The Invisible Man, 1933, Claude Rains, classic. Classic film, dude. Thing rips. Man, that is a scratchy face you just did. <laughs> yeah, I know. I about that. I thought Dracula when I watched it. I think last year. I thought it was kind of slow, a little boring. I did think it was slow, ah, uh, but I thought that it was. I thought it was a good watch. Sure. I yeah, thought yeah, there yeah. were parts that uh, you can definitely see shaped uh, horror movies. Oh, for sure. And, and then but Renfield there the yeah, was pretty creepy. Dude, the jump between Dracula and Frankenstein is insane. For me, at least. Frankenstein felt like 
like a modern movie. Yeah, like Frankenstein was, like, was great, dude. And I think yeah. it, I think it might have been the torches. Yeah, and maybe the electricity movie. from the uh, the lightning strike. That's true. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, sl- I thought that Dracula was slower. Yeah, uh, I can't, I, dude. I I would have to assume that in 1933, The Invisible Man was insane to watch. Oh, there's got to be how many heart attacks? Five hundred. Dude, people must have lost their shit. How the fuck did they do it? You're in the middle of the Great Depression. You save up all your money. You still, get the, still very depressed. The fucking New Deal job you got of digging a hole one week and then filling it in the next week. <laughs> Hey, build a movie theater and we'll let you watch one movie. And you go and you watch The Invisible Man. They must have just stroked out immediately. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And it turns out he was a dick. He just wanted to (laughs) fucking destroy everything. He's like, I will choke a train driver. Why? He went a little little mad. I will push a baby off a cliff. I mean, uh, I get that one if the baby's crying and whatnot, but well, I mean, you try to maybe find the mom, pacify the baby how best well, you can. Dude, it's you got a limited time. Keys. The movie's like an hour and ten minutes. Um, yeah, a lot of big body count in the Invisible Man. Yeah. So also, uh, Clarence from uh, from uh, why? It's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life, and. Renfield, dude. Renfield from Dracula was a reporter in it. I guess he was in... I was looking him up on IMDb, and he was in, like, the... He was in Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein. Like, he must have just been, like, like one of the universal players or something, right? Is that how they did it? Yeah, I mean, Boris Karloff plays the mummy in Frankenstein. Lon Chaney Jr. is the wolfman. Yeah. Phantom of the Opera. Like... They just keep doing them over and over and over again. I've never watched Phantom of the Opera. Uh, I might try to find the silent, the silent one with Lon Chaney. That's Chaney. Yeah. Lon Chaney Senior. Yeah. Lon Chaney Junior is the Wolfman that they make in the fifties. Yeah. And Didn't Lon he Chaney do? The... Did he not do uh, Phantom of the Opera at one point too? No, Lon Chaney did. Hot damn! Uh, the old man, you know. Well, I do now. I didn't know that before. Shucking and jiving, doing the twist in the 50s. Chubby Checker's big. But then... uh, Elvis comes in, steals all the glory. Uh, I watched... uh, Dude, I'm watching too many movies. Uh, I watched... uh, I watched two movies today. What did you see? I watched Uh, another movie that I want to talk about, but you say something We'll talk about one of them uh, much later in the show. All right. That I watched today. But I also watched Slumber Party Massacre. Oh, Slumber Party Massacre. What'd you think? Uh, dude, so. What's that, like 83 or something? 82. It's a weird one. It's very well done. It looks better than Friday the 13th. Like, it's more interesting to watch. There's a lot more TNA. Like, to the point where you're like, ugh, this is. This, this is, is like a. Gratuitous. Sl- this is what they do with slumber parties? So I was uh, on uh, Letterboxd. A lot of my uh, people I follow have been watching this movie. It's just a random one that like f- six people have watched in the last week. And it's because it's on Shutter and it's on the Criterion channel this week. This uh, all right. Or whatever. 
and I don't have the Criterion channel. What is the good. What is the Criterion channel on? Where do you get that? It's an app. I you can get a uh, uh, you can try a trial of it. It's a it's a lot of foreign films and it's a lot of like thinky shit. Yeah. But with like film of, journalists, bro, we think it's a lot of really like prestige arty films. Um and, and those are great as well, but that's not that is not the mode that I'm in lately. Yeah. But uh Slumber Party Massacre is on there and I was trying to figure out why, and it's because I think the lady who directed it was Steven Spielberg's editor. She was supposed to edit E. T. but she got the chance to direct this movie. What's her so name? Jo- um Jesus Christ. Of course you goddamn I mean, this does seem like something you should have jotted down. Yeah. If you're going to talk to her. As soon as I started talking about it. So, she is named... Oh, Penny Marshall! No, no, no. Amy Holden Jones. And the movie's written by this lady, Rita Mae Brown, who is uh, like a feminist uh, writer. Um, I think she's a lesbian... Um, and it was written to be like a parody of the slasher movies that were coming out at the time. All right. But instead of making it a parody, they just shot it completely straight, and it just turned out to be like a competently well done slasher, slasher movie. But it's got like it's got a female writer, a female director. Uh, it's it's pretty interesting. Uh, some of the stuff like behind the scenes, the movie is like. Who knows what any of these characters' names are? Yeah. Dude with a power drill drilling holes in people. Is there any uh, anybody of note in it? No. Nobody. Like, when you look at the Wikipedia page, only two of the actresses have links to their own pages. Yeah. Um, I, th- I, I think it's a fun. It's fun. It's short. 75 minutes. Love that, dude. Uh, I think you might want to check this one out. I don't think Slum any movie, no movie should be over 90 minutes unless it's got Leo DiCaprio or Daniel Day-Lewis in it, I think. That seems fair. Yeah, I could go with that. There's certain and if you get them in the same movie together, dude, fucking go 14 hours. I don't care. Dude, last week that we watched, we finished reading the first, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. So we watched the, the it's like two movie, and a half yeah. hours long. And it felt like it took three weeks. I was yeah. like, this is the longest. We watched goddamn. that. We watched that recently. I mean, within the last two or three months. Yeah. And it, the kid had no interest in watching. I think there's like three of them now, four of them maybe. Yeah. She didn't want to go on with them. Uh, we're reading the books, so they, the kids, they, they like that. But it's, uh, man, so long. It just. I tried getting good. her to. I like it a lot. I tried making her watch E.T. the other day, and she fucking bailed, dude. I don't know what to do with this kid. Jesus Christ. Clockwork orange machine. Strap her in. Fucking peel back the eyes, and she just got to sit there and watch it. Uh, All right. I I mean, child abuse, but. Yeah, but it's your idea, so I probably wouldn't face Uh, crime, face any charges. It's from Clockwork Orange. It's from a book that was turned into a movie. But, uh, yeah, I'll take the blame. All right. I don't care. I was, I'll fucking, I had Twinkies. I had blood sugar going on. Um, what other I, movie did you watch? We'll talk about that later in the episode. All right. So can I drop uh, my other flick? 
Yeah. Did you freeze up or are you confused? No, no, no. I was I was trying to think if I if I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm playing a game in my head because I only have one more movie that I want to talk about. Yeah. You only have one more movie that I want to talk about. You want to talk about. Yeah. So I'm trying to do like a Price is Right game of whose movie is more interesting to talk about. Who should go last? All right. Well, I think I the movie I want to talk about, I think might be the best movie I've ever seen in my life. All right. Then I'll go. All right. (laughs) I I also watched what could possibly be the best uh, movie of my entire life. And it is called... To Wong Fu, thanks for everything. Love, Julie Numa. Uh, is it Love, Julie Numa? Isn't it Love, Julie Numa? Thanks for everything. I think it's Love, Julie Numa. Okay. I'd watch that. What's that? Is that the oh, I'd absolutely... Uh, that's got Patrick Swayze, Swayze Snipes. And, uh, Snipes. John yeah, I'd, I'd watch it. All right. But that's Would not what I was talking about. I was being silly. I watched a film. It's got a kind of a wordy title. It's uh, an older, uh, older film. It's called, and uh, you know, it's one of these movies you see the title for a long time. It's one of these ones everybody knows, and you go, "Ugh, that's not for me." That's that's some high art bullshit, um, surrealist nonsense. It's called um, uh, what the hell is it called? Oh yeah, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three: The Dream Warriors. Don't wanna dream no more. Billy, Billy, Billy. What a goddamn picture. It's good, right? It's so fun. I saw it that motherfucker is, in the theaters when it came out. I think I might I might like it more than the first one. I I'd agree with part, that. I watched part two, and part two is fun, but it's you know, it's got its issues. That's the one uh, with uh, the Scream Queen. Uh, documentary, yeah, I right? I, I wanted to try to watch that before uh, the episode, so I'll we can talk about part two when uh, I finally watch that documentary, which I'm, I mean I am gonna watch. But Dream Warriors, man, is the best. It's like one of the best X Men movies of all time. It's just it rules. Yeah, it's fun. Uh... They all go into the dreams. They got special powers. The kid in the wheelchair stands up and he turns into a wizard. It's so stupid. I loved it. And Dawkins, brother, song. right? Just fucking Dawkins. Dawkins. I think. There's like a song at the beginning that kind of slaps, too. So when they... Then, when it was in the theater, and then it came out, uh, when they released that movie on VHS originally, uh, yeah. Dream Warriors was out of it because of right, the music rights. Oh, no. Which is insane because it's the fucking title of the movie. So we had rented it uh, when I was, would that come out? Like probably 88, maybe 87? Yeah, something like that. And uh, we rented the VHS and got to my buddy's house and popped it in. And it was just some generic, I don't know, fucking Frank Stallone song or something probably. And I was very disappointed. But I know that they have put it back in and like later. It's only over the end credits. I kept waiting for it to like pop up as like a theme in the middle. Yeah. But they, there is a Dawkins song earlier in the movie, I think, and then there's the one over the credits. But, uh, yeah, dude, it's so good. It's it's so fun. Patricia Arquette's in it. Yeah, Lawrence, those Lawrence Lawrence Fishburne's in it. The Nightmare on Elm Street ones, I think, are fun just because of the because of the dream thing. Just like, well, that just, could that possibly so creative. We all have fucked up dreams from every once in a while, you know. And is it, oh, wait, is this the one that I die in? It could be. That was, 
That was that's the problem with the second one is that it's it's about Freddy trying to take over this kid's body in the real world, so they don't they don't dream that much, and then Freddy Krueger is just like in the real world setting fire to stuff. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's it, been a while since I've seen uh, the second or or the third one. Actually, I'll have yeah, to revisit well, them. Yeah, they were on sale. I I have a. Uh, I have uh, the first four now on my uh, video. Dude, fucking building so, a collection to leave to the children. Well, you know what? They're all the Voodoo's having a crazy Halloween sale, where I think like I think those were six ninety nine, and so it's like I could spend the four dollars to rent each one of them. Yeah. Uh, or just own it for another buck. That's what I did with Child's Play. It was like so. That's what I'm gonna do. That's three ninety nine to rent, four ninety nine to buy. But. Uh, I'm gonna keep. Uh, I might just keep. Uh, I'm gonna watch four. If I like four, I'm gonna. I'll watch five. As soon as I get to the one that I don't like, I'm gonna stop. I think because there's so many of them. Yeah, even if if you get to one that you don't like and you do stop, I th I think you should still watch uh, the Freddy vs. Jason one. I gotta watch that, and then I gotta watch New Nightmare, which sounds like a absolute insanity. Is that? Now, is that the one with Jackie Earl Haley, or is that... That's the remake. No, New Nightmare is when Wes Craven came back, because he only directs the first one. All right, yeah. And then he does, then he does like, I think... Wes Craven's New other. Nightmare. Yeah, that's the one that... So then the reboot is just A Nightmare on Elm Street, right? Yeah. It's All a remake right. of the first movie. I hate when they, they do that. New Nightmare, apparently, there's a demon that has saw the first movie, and then assumes the form of Freddy Krueger, and then starts hunting Wes Craven and Heather Langenkamp yeah. themselves. So I, I know I've seen it. Uh, I yeah. think I've seen all of them. I think there's one that I didn't see, and it was one of the later ones. And I did see the reboot. I don't remember being very impressed with it. Yes. I, mean, I think we talk haunted. about it on the bonus episode with Mark Gallagher with the haunt that's probably going to sound haunted. Yeah, and I think uh, we talked about it with uh, the Child's Play episode, too. But those are things to look forward to in the future. And again, hey, look, yeah, we're putting these bonus episodes out. The sound sucks on them. Hey, not them. all of them. Not all of them. But maybe we're, the we're open about it. It's in the title of the episode. Yeah, it says, hey, so, ooh, spooky. The, micro my house the microphone's the got a death curse. Stop leaving dead animals in my driveway. Okay, Get I'll it. stop. I'll stop. Put I just... I have an overabundance of them, so I need to dump them somewhere. But, uh, yeah, Billy, check out this the Dream Warriors. I think you're really going to enjoy it. I'll put it on the list. Let's see if I can find it. Could I tell you about my last film that I saw that I, mean, I think could quite alert, possibly... You haven't, you haven't stopped telling me about it. I can't it. stop, dude. It's fucking awesome. So I finally watched Rail Window. By the great Alfred Hitchcock. I don't know if you're familiar with this fellow's work, Sean. Sean Sullivan. I do have you heard of the fellow. He's got legs on this guy. I think he's going to have He is good. I actually watched... Oh, shit. I actually watched two... Fuck, man. I've been going off. So I watched Rear Window, which... Dude, it's beautiful. Yep. Like, the, the whole, like... The way that they contain all these stories within that set... And just panning to the windows is—it's incredible. It's such a good movie. Grace Kelly's fantastic. 
Jimmy Stewart is just the best, you know. He's, he's in there and he's saying, Grace, I cannot be with you because of... Oh, I don't know. It kind of yeah. No, nah, that well, it was moving into Catherine Halfburn, but which we uh, it's just it's fantastic, dude. It's so beautiful. So yeah. Uh, Raymond Burr, a young Perry Mason, even though he's not young. Yep, he's still middle aged. Uh, it's fantastic. I always That's... thought. Now listen. Okay. Hear me out. I always assumed that Rear Window was. About Jimmy Stewart driving in a car and somebody following him. And, like, looking out the rear window and knowing he was being followed. And I was so fucking wrong. So, I think what you're thinking of happens in Vertigo, which also has Jimmy Stewart. It's also a Hitchcock movie. All right, maybe that's what I'm thinking of then. Um, but I always just assume with the name rear window, that's what I thought yeah. it was about. It's fucking yeah. great, dude. Yeah, he's got those giant binoculars. Yeah, and just the camera. Light. He's got the camera with the just the lens, and you can see yep. it all reflecting off of it. That's I. That's one of my favorite episodes of The Simpsons. Is the it's the one where the Simpsons get a pool, but Bart breaks his leg the first. Yeah, time, and yeah. He spend all summer in the in the window, and he sees. He thinks Flanders has murdered his wife. Yeah, I mean they they've played that, they've played it off in so so many pop culture, yeah, like dude, movies I mean, and TV. Just, the it's like iconic. Everybody I'm going to say it's ubiquitous. I'd, I'd agree. Yeah. And I also yeah. watched, just to throw in, I also watched The Rope or Rope today. Oh, the, yeah. uh, the other Alfred Hitchcock, Jimmy Stewart. And when yeah. I say the other, I mean one of like eight. Yeah, he did. I'm uh, deep diving, dude. I think I'm going to watch another one tonight. Which one? I think I'm going to do North by Northwest. Because you, you were saying that that one's great, right? That's my favorite. And then uh, I got to do Vertigo. Vertigo is one that everybody, I think, that's like the that's like the smart pick for his best. Movie. Yeah. Did you, now you said you thought it was like, overrated, or I just don't. I have to. I've only seen it once. I wasn't blown away. I feel like it does a lot of stuff that people ripped it off so much that it's kind of watered down. I felt kind of the same way when I watched Annie Hall, and everybody was like, "This is a masterpiece." Yeah. And I, watched it and I was like. I don't know. I've seen this. Yeah. But it's because I've seen it done by other people. Um, Vertigo is... Uh, it's... Yeah, it's great. I gotta watch it again. It's one that I... I just like Rear Window, Psycho, and... Um, yeah, Psycho... North by Northwest better. Psycho's on the list. I'm gonna watch that. Uh, you gave me the Blu-ray for my birthday, you swell fella. Oh yeah, uh, we had a big old birthday party. Yeah, or a, li or a little old birthday party, which was nice because I had to cancel it, dude. I had to cancel everything. Fiftieth birthday party canceled because of the fucking pandemic. I couldn't, I couldn't leave you empty-handed. I was in, I was in Target. I said, I got what, what can, what kind of damage can I do with the twenty-dollar bill? <laughs> dude, you did some damage. I got you two, two uh, films. They're on my uh, movies anywhere if you want to watch them. Yeah, I do. I want to. I want to check out that Danny McBride Halloween. Have you seen that yet? I have not seen that. It's good. It. I I enjoyed it. I've seen it before. I've seen uh, Psycho before, um, plenty of times, twice. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I've seen Psycho a few times, but it's been years. So yeah. I'm. I'll, I'll be interested to look at it again through the eyes of a 
film scholar. Yeah, and you know what? I bet you go right down that road. I bet you go Psycho 2, 3, and 4. Dude, well, I'm going to do... The, I love that the Peacock app, dude. There's like... They have so, so much Hitchcock on there. Yeah, I think they have all of Hitchcock on there. Yeah, they, just they, I, they don't have North by Northwest, but that's on HBO Max. Oh, it is? On uh, the Turner uh, Classic movies on there. Yeah, but they got Frenzy. They got uh, yeah, they got like ten or twelve of them on there. Yeah, dude. The the, the birds love the birds, dude. Uh, the birds is one I never saw. That seems too uh, gross to me. I don't like. No, nah, you should see it. It's beautiful. All right, I'll watch it. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, watch one more movie. But it wasn't a regular type of movie, Bill. What kind this of movie did movie. you watch, Sean Sullivan? Now, typically, we watch a film. And you start, and you stay with the characters from the beginning, and you go to the end, and some you learn about them. You love learn. some, you hate some. some. People lose their life, and some people are born. Yeah, some sometimes you gotta go to a funeral in a movie. This friggin' thing, five different movies all in one. Now, if that a lot of death. Know what it is? A lot of funerals would have ended up coming out of this movie. So sure, we watched. Today's film in the balcony, Creep Show from 1982, directed by George Romero, screenplay by Stephen King. The greats! The great Steve King. And the great, and the great George. George Romero, yeah. This movie is, hmm, great. It's, uh... In parts. In parts, yeah. It's too long. It's an anthology movie. If you've never seen it, it's definitely worth watching. It's uh, absolutely worth watching. Um, it's uh, it's love the animation cutaways, dude. Stephen King wrote the screenplay, but some of the stories in it are based on his uh works. Yes. Short stories he wrote, which uh, is something to tie Jude. No, I'm looking at it right here. I don't know. Something. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's so good. Uh, we'll get into the plot and stuff. I just want to just get it out of the way. This is the only movie I've ever seen pull off that comic book panel shit that they do. Yeah, well, I... I what other movies can you think of that do that? Uh, that aren't like that aren't superhero movies. Sin City. Yeah. Uh, that's not a superhero movie. But that's a comic book movie. Uh, I thought they did that relatively well. Yeah, the, it's it, been it, a uh, while since I seen it though, so I could be. Yeah, that movie's got other problems. You I watched started, that recently, right? I started watching that recently, and I gave up. Bailed. And I and I. I've been I've been watching some real dog shit in the last year, so <laughs> it's got to be rough for me to turn it off. Uh, that when so uh, the Ang Lee's Hulk movie with Eric Bana did it, and it kind of stunk. And then the only time I've ever seen the Warriors, the Walter Hill, uh, yeah, Warriors, come out and play, yay. which I think is awesome. Yeah, it's a great but, movie. When they put it out on DVD, that's the only time I ever saw it, they recut the movie and they added in all these 
comic panel transitions. Oh, really? Yeah. So the screen would turn like all like kind of like pixelated, like a comic book art, and then they would transition to the next. It was so bad. And I mentioned it to Ken Reed today when I was I was talking to Ken Reed about Creep Show. Yeah. And I thought that this is the only thing that ever did that, and I said, you know, the Warriors when they put it on, and he's like, the that the Warriors recut is abysmal. It's so. I good. don't think I've ever seen it. I don't. I I don't remember any animation cuts in it. Yeah, it's. Uh, it was only on the. It was when they put it out on DVD. They recut it for some reason. So I've never seen the Warriors in its intended. Uh, uh, you know, okay. I feel I, I I can see them doing that and then like tying it to a promotion of like baseball cards or something. Yeah, I don't I don't know what it was what it, they were doing that for on that, but in yeah. this it works. This one they also do like, great film though. The Warriors is a is a fucking really good movie. I think. Oh yeah, it's super fun. You know, I might actually I, I'll throw that on this uh, week. I'll see if I can find it somewhere. But it's got to be streaming do, somewhere. This one they do the. Every now they do so much cool stuff with the lighting, and they like they never let you forget that this is a comic book movie. Even oh, absolutely! Creepshow is ah. not a real comic book. They so definitely camp of, it up. Yeah, so this is based off George Romero and Stephen King are both horror nerds. In addition to being two of the greatest creators of all time, they're just absolute film and literature and book nerds. Yeah. Um. And so they must have grown up reading these, like, EC comics, horror comics from the 50s, Tales from the Crypt and stuff like that. Yeah. And then this is, like, their love letter to that. This is the... Uh, so I watched so that uh, that Shutter Dock Into Darkness that you were talking about. Yep. And they, they had a segment on it. I, I didn't remember... Like, I saw this movie a few times as a teenager. And uh, I remember the Stephen King... Uh, media bit. I I didn't remember any like any of the other ones until I watched that doc. Yeah, I mean that's. But they said that they they did it because in it was like a direct answer to the Twilight Zone movie. It was like uh, them doing. Uh, uh, what's oh, like the, the one that Vic Mar? The, yeah, the anthology yeah, yeah, movie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and they were like, "Oh, we should do one of those." Yeah, but I mean, but the, the perfect framework because those those horror comics from the fifties and stuff used to be multiple stories in each. Yeah, movie. all the the pulp comics. But the way they the way they incorporate that into this film, the way they transition between it's great dude. the pages. It's so good, beautiful. Um, Let me now, just say, as an artist myself. Yeah, of course. I appreciate to see art, Sean. I love to see it on the street, on the walls, on a bus. Yes, hey, Picasso loved Monet. You know what I mean? All day, probably. Um, now, spoiler alert, I watched today, I watched Creepshow 2, which is written by George Romero. A couple of the stories were based, there's only three stories instead of five. Which I think this could have used... Four stories instead of five. Yeah. Um, I think they could have cut the last story out. We'll talk. We'll talk. Let's, all right. All right. Let, yeah. let, me just get this, let me get this point out. So Creepshow 2, it was directed by the cinematographer of Creepshow. 
It was written by George Romero. Some one of the stories or two of the stories are based on Stephen King things. It's it's not nearly as fun as this movie. Some one yeah. of the stories I would put in the first creep show and just to make it a better movie. But then two of them are just kind of generic. But they take out all that cool stylistic the lighting changes and like the visual background effects and stuff like that. Which the, that I think that's the part that sells the first one. Yeah, they take all that out. They and then they do this little they do this cartoon to this kid who's getting bullied through town because he reads these books. Yeah. The animation is so bad. It's it's I know horrific. I've seen it, but it's you know, it's fucking 25 years at least. You know, the three segments are pretty good. I don't think any of them are bad. But um anybody of note in those in in the movie? Uh George Kennedy is in one of them. And then that's it really. Um, Lois Childs, who's uh, Holly Goodhead in Moonraker, she's in the last one, but not really. Then no, there's nobody, uh, nobody famous. You know, um, they uh, they also did another. It's not a creep show, but the Cat's Eye movie. Yeah, Cat's Eye. Is a Stephen King side the movie or, or yeah that I'm gonna try to check out. Another anthology one. Because um, I'm liking, I love these anthologies, little short. They're fun. The, the Stephen King ones are great. I mean, this obviously it's a two-hour film, so it's not this short. Especially think, since we've been doing horror all month, you know, you generally ninety minutes. Yeah, our attention span is just decimated. It's gone, dude. I'm uh, always I'm searching for recipes. But this one, this first creep show, I feel like maybe it's because they got George Romero directing it. They got a lot of names in this thing. They do. They, they got a lot of names. And they got a lot of names that were out. big at the time, dude. Yeah. So we'll kick this thing off. We got this prologue. They they do this smart thing. I think most probably most anthology movies do this. I don't know. But there's a little kid he's reading. He's getting in a fight with his dad for reading this horror comic. The dad played by um, uh, fucking Maniac Cop. What's his name? Tom Atkins? Yeah. Tom yeah. Atkins. He's all over that In Search of Darkness documentary. Dude, he is not a good dad in this, bro. No, he doesn't the want to. The son played by Stephen King's son, Joe King. Joe King. Uh, Joe King. Book. He uh, He's a comic book writer himself. He looks yeah. just like his dad. Uh, comic book writer and novelist. He's written a couple novels with Stephen King. Yes. And he's got a, he's got a show on Netflix called Lock and Key. Um... Uh, is he an actor or a writer? He's a writer. He, right. That's his comic book that they turned into a, a show. But uh, Joe Hill is his uh, pen name. Um, he plays the little boy. Tom Atkins. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Do you think he's Joe Hill for, like, King of the Hill? No. No, I don't know. He's probably... Look, it probably would suck if he just came out of... He was Joe... Well, first of all, Joe King sucks as a name. Yeah. Yeah, it does, but name. do you think he chose Hill because he loves King of the Hill and his no. father's name's King? I bet it I bet it has something to do with King of the Hill. You know what? There's only one way to find that out, and that is for you to hang up this call and do six hours of research <clears> and get back to me. I'll just text him. Oh, I, yeah. Well, how do you have his number saved in your phone? Because Stephen King's my uncle. No, how? is it? Do you have it under Joe Kale King or Joe Hill? Oh, I have it under Cousin Joe. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, I didn't know he was your uncle. He's not. Steven is. Uh, yeah, Tom Atkins. Uh, 
who's uh 80s horror icon I guess. good bet right good bet good yeah no the, i mean the best yeah john atkins uh yeah he's in a lot of that doc um seemed like a nice guy too based off just off that documentary he seems like a good fella he's out there uh, making a living scaring people but he, the, the whole setup of this is he doesn't want his kid reading this junk, so he takes the comic book, walks it immediately out to the curb. Doesn't even throw it in the kitchen trash. He's not. Dude, he keeps going. This crap, this shit. You got this crap. He's like the mother in pieces. Yeah. He goes, throws it outside, and then we're off to the races. The wind. We switch to uh, animation. The animation in this is excellent. Yeah, it's crisp. I love it. And we get into Father's Day, which is the first story uh, in this film. Uh, not my favorite one. I think it's a little on the boring side. I mean, yeah, it's... Uh, dude, it's a fucking cake, dude. Get over it, Dad. Yeah, there was... Uh, you get this mad about cake for Father's Day? You freak out at your kids? Not on Father's Day, but, you know, hey, look, if I don't have a cake on my birthday... Oh, fucking obviously, dude. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, people from Beyond the Grave. Um, this but one Father's like, Day? Uh, that seems things off, ridiculous. Baby. A young, full head of hair, Ed Harris. Dude, so much hair on this guy. Um, he comes. I in think it's the youngest I've ever seen him. Oh, yeah. I don't think... I, I can't think of anything... Uh, Younger than this, he uh, he is uh, he comes in. He's the uh, the boyfriend of the daughter of this shitty blue blood family. It's Father's Day. They're waiting for their aunt who killed Aunt Bedelia. Aunt Bedelia to show up. She's a, she's a character. She's smoking a cigar. Um, they're waiting for her to show up because it's Father's Day. She's gonna pray by the grave of the father that she killed. And then she comes in. As she does pizza. every year. Every year, and then they eat a baked ham. Okay. <laughs> All and right. She, and so then Ed Harris is just kind of like, oh, well, great. They tell her, tell him about the story about how uh, she uh, killed the father with a marble ashtray. And then she shows up. She goes down to the grave. She spills whiskey on the grave, and then the dad pops up out of the grave. Scared the shit out of Nicole when that happened. Did? Oh, last yeah. night? Yeah, uh, I dude, I don't know. I I I saw that one coming a mile and a half away. I mean, I did. I I had seen it before, but uh, yeah. I mean, it seems pretty well uh, telegraphed. Um, yeah, and then it's just you know a zombie pops out of the grave. There's some good you know gore. There's a couple of kills. Uh, Ed Harris gets uh, killed. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Do you get any thoughts on this one? I no, I, I, I think it. this is, uh, yeah, it's not my least favorite, but it's my second least favorite. Yeah, it's, it's, it's my, just, it's it feels like it's, as well. it feels like it's just setting it up. I feel like they could have, this movie would have been better cutting this out and cutting the last one out and just going with the three in the middle. All right, we'll, we'll talk about that because we got a disagreement in the brewing. It's brewing. Uh, yeah, this one just ends. The I, the dad comes out. He's got his cake, and the cake is the lady's head. I don't know. 
This one was sh- probably the shortest story, maybe? Yeah, it was only like fucking seven minutes. Uh, and you got to see Ed Harris do his wild-ass dance. Yeah, I don't know. It was, eh, it was fine. Uh, this next one, though, ooh, baby, The Lonesome Death of Jordy Verrill. Uh, I got this one number two on my rankings. I have it number one on mine. Yeah, I went back and forth. And it's uh, it's also it's the only one that I remembered. Although after as you know, watching it, I the stuff came back to me. I recall dude, it, but it's so funny. It's great, dude. He's excellent. Stephen King's awesome. Yeah, he's awesome in it, dude. It's it's great. Like he just like the media, like no less than two hundred dollars. <laughs> oh, Jordy, you lunkhead! It's so funny. It's just such a good short comedy film he's such a sad guy like there's so many layers to this thing his his physical comedy that he does is so fucking stupendous he's doing the stuff with his hands that's great rubbing his face yeah Um, he like sucks on his fingers and he gets the blisters and just starts yeah it's a a meteor fucking lands in this hicks yard and he goes out to see it he's gonna he's gonna sell it for fifty dollars and then he convinces himself that he could get two hundred but then it cracks open, and then he's all busted up. And then he's got the fucking greatest greatest line in, in this film. Is is when he's he's drained the meteor, he's put in his bucket, and he just looks at his hand and goes, Ugh, meteor shit. <laughs> yeah. His overalls. And then he just slowly turns into a plant man. Yeah, now this is uh so I I had talked about this when we did the color out of space episode yep uh like it feels like the same story i mean it's the media crashing and then every you know everything turned pink in that one so is this is this a stephen king or is this an hp lovecraft story no this is i mean they're all stephen king this is based off of his short story weeds yeah which um i could probably tell you uh was published in a magazine so it's probably in a collection of his his works and stuff but Right. Uh, I mean, dude, everything Stephen King did was inspired by Lovecraft and all that stuff anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, dude, this is, it's just so funny. And I know it's like. And it's pretty, too, with, like, the way they do the grass growing. It looks yeah, really good. I mean, dude, George Romero is, I thought I'd started October when we watched uh, Texas Chainsaw and then Texas Chainsaw 2 and then Funhouse. And I was like, Toby Hooper might be my guy of the month. But between this and Dawn of the Dead, and a couple of it. I think George Romero might be my horror dude. Yeah. He might be my go-to guy. Yeah, Toby Hoop is still fucking great, though. Uh, no, 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 I'm only taking one. So, All Toby right. Hooper is complete dog shit. I mean, I still might, I still have John Carpenter in there, dude. Yeah, I gotta go. I mean, if I was given a best director today, I'd go to George Romero, just because I, I watched this last night, and it's just... I mean, I'll if I'm giving movies. best director, I'm giving it to Hitchcock. Hack, and uh, <laughs> yeah, do I mean? Me? Oh, wait a minute, wait, wait, me a Hitchcock. Uh, oof, great. And uh, uh, hey, they don't call him uh, Hitch Hack for nothing. <laughs> they don't. Hatchcock. Hatchcock. Um. Yeah, the next time he wakes up, when he wakes up and he's completely covered in grass and he just gets the shotgun and he blows his head off. 
Yeah. That's, that was, I felt that. It was, like, effective. He's just like, just let my lock come in once. He keeps calling Boom. Boom. Yeah, dude, I'm gonna redo my rankings. This is the best. This is the best short in this. I think I think it is. You don't have to change it for me, brother. No, but I'm th I'm thinking about it because I went back and forth. Uh, was the other was your other number one the uh, Ted Dancer one? No, it's the uh, no. Bug. No, I like the cockroach one a lot. Oh, get the fuck out, bro! We'll no way. It. We'll get there. No, I don't think we can talk about it. I got, uh, so, yeah, that's the Lonesome Death of Jordy Verrill. Yeah, I'm putting that at number one. I think that's the best one. Uh, All right, so we finally agree on something after fucking almost 80 episodes of this bullshit. Something to tide you over. This one, I think, has two excellent actors at the top of their fucking game. Uh it is always so jarring when you see Leslie Nielsen and he's not being a buffoon. Yeah, right? You forget that he's a real actor. And he did... He probably had like a 30-year career before Airplane. Yeah. Uh, he is great in this. And Ted Danson is also great in this. Yeah. Um, the story is... I couldn't quite... I... I didn't quite, couldn't really ever figure out why Leslie Nielsen was trying to kill these guys. Well, because they, they his wife was having an affair with Ted Danson. Danson. But it seemed yeah. like they all knew that, and it was like they were headed to divorce anyway. Yeah, but also, didn't want to lose all Leslie Nielsen's fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I think that, yeah, I think the overriding uh, arc in this story is that he's crazy. What More great, than what a great idea to murder somebody by burying them up to their head in sand and letting the tide do it. Yeah, I mean, if you own your own private fucking beach, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Where how do you do? I feel like it's a great idea. I'm not suggesting people do this. I mean, dramatically for a film, it, oh. it is an interesting. Oh yeah, idea. yeah, yeah. I think it's. I think, <laughs> I think it's a horrible thing to do. I don't think you should start pricing out beaches that you but, could purchase. Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought this this one is probably the least funny. I thought uh, of all of them, but it's like it's still got some really funny, like him pulling up in that jeep with like ten thousand feet of extension cord so he can plug in a TV. Yeah, this this one, uh, I think the most to me feels like it could just be an episode of Twilight Zone. Uh, uh, yeah. Sponsored by Coca-Cola this week. Coca-Cola, get your fresh can open. It's also maybe the only one that I could see them stretching out to 90 minutes and just turning it into a movie. Yeah. Like, that's the easiest one. You could, you could fill in the backstory of the affair and then have the last, you know, 45 minutes be this... The stuff. Oh, I, I think I think the crate could have been a straight out movie. We'll talk about that in a moment. Let's finish. I up mean, fuck. You over. Fuck. It almost was. I have some issues with the crate. I do too, bro. Um, I got a couple issues with this one too. Something tied you over. over. Hit me. Yeah. I, I just. How the fuck does he got a fucking the camera and the VCR out on the beach, dude? I mean, How many he pulls up in the jeep with all the 
the extension cords and the wires and stuff. I get that. Yeah, that, but then he leaves. He drives away. What's it yeah. plugged into? I think it's plugged into the house. I think he's just no. Nah, that's rich. ridiculous. He's got a mile of uh, wire. Yeah, hey, look, I they show him pulling the wire. I'm not gonna go like. Uh, let me check the wattage on this. <laughs> yeah, the amps on this are gonna blow right away. This is in. the Well, of course you you're not gonna because you're not allowed on the beach. You'd get chased away. I go to the beach way more than you go to the beach. You know that. He owns the whole beach, he said. It's a private beach. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I just, it's silly. Also, uh, he's got this giant uh, mansion on the beach, on his own private beach, and he's got a little rooming house shower. He should have a better shower in this place. I was unsure. Was there any way for them to get out of this? Out of... Like dying? No. Okay. He was. He was. What do you mean? Kill them from the. I thought he would kept trying to give them an out. Like. Well, how how is he giving them an out? He buried no, them up no, to that. No. I thought. Okay. He was just straight gonna kill him. I thought. Uh, like Ted Danson should have just let him shoot him. I'll be honest. I thought this should have ended before the monsters showed up. I thought the monsters the. The, the return of them as these sea beasts I thought was too goofy for what like had been you know pretty straightforward like murder story yeah um, but it's also in a movie called creep show yeah no I know I'm just saying personally for so me, did did you think it should have just ended with him with a uh, no he unredeemable some, sense of guilt and killed uh, himself he should have got some kind of comeuppance I just don't I don't know if it was sea monsters that I would have used yeah but I liked it. It's it's the middle horseshoe, of the movie. For me. Horseshoe is, crabs, maybe. This was my third. Uh, this was my third overall. All third right. Place bronze medal. I I put this second place. Second. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll hey listeners out there, put your pencils down. You don't need to jot this down. We'll let you, you don't have the end to. Of the episode. Guys, listen. Sean loves to rank. He forced me to do this. I said, Sean, we don't have to do this. He said, you motherfucker, we're doing it. You know I made you do this. The crate. This epic goddamn story. Hal Holbrook, Weymouth's own. Is he from Weymouth? Yep. Oh. I think I don't like Hal Holbrook. I think that's what I love. I, love, I, I like Hal Holbrook. I thought this was so long... It's, it's weird to see him uh, as, I guess, young, even though he's not, probably middle-aged still. As not Mark Twain, is that what you meant to say? Yeah. I mean, you always see him as a grandfather. And in this, he's like, fucking dude, everybody was trying to get that Kurt Russell hair. That, yeah. The thing hair, the escape from New York hair. Dang, this guy, Hal Holbrook has got... Still with us. God bless him. Agent 95. Casting his vote for Donald Trump as we speak. Uh, yeah, dude. This dude's got some... Uh, his filmography. Allegedly. Cool. You don't know that. I just assume all the old people do. And uh, Is that a crack at me? No. No, no, no. You're not old. Not that old. You're not old enough that you would find it entertaining to try to make a career out of pretending to be Mark Twain. So... Oh, dude, if somebody would hire me to be Mark Twain. Samuel Clements, you could do it. Yeah. 
Uh, well, somebody is going to have to paint that fence. This was based off a uh, a story that Stephen King wrote for Gallery magazine. Ooh, called, is that a nudie mag? I don't know, probably. It's called The Crypt. I believe it was a nudie mag. Hey, that's what they call it in the movie. They call it the crate. This one has the most character development, I suppose. Yeah, it's uh, also fucking like 45 minutes long, dude. Dude, it never ended. So you got It's Hal way Holbrook. too long. Hal Holbrook is married to Adrian Barbeau. They live on a college campus because he's a professor. He's friends with some other professor. Uh, you're going to have... Hopefully, you're going to make friends at your job. I'll say this about this. Usually I know, you know, kind of the beats of most of these horror movies going in. I didn't yeah. know really anything about Creepshow. So I didn't know where the crate was going. I didn't know what it meant. And we spent so long on Hal Holbrook just being tormented by his wife, Adrian Barbeau. Yeah, she's fucking brutal in this, dude. Everybody at this party that they're at hates her. He fantasizes. Um, the hell does he do to her? He fantasizes shooting her. Yeah, he shoots her. He He strangles her. her. And then everybody applauds. Claps. Yeah, she's brutal, dude. She's just like belittles him in front of everybody. She's hammered, spilling booze. So then, like, in parallel to this, a janitor drops a quarter under the stairs, and he finds this wooden crate that's been stashed. Uh, Little Easter egg, according to the IMDb. Um, it was from an Arctic expedition, and it was to go to Julie Carpenter. Now, oh no shit! Adrian Barbeau is married to a gentleman named John Carpenter, who uh, one year prior had the released thing. a film called The Thing about an Arctic expedition. I watched that again this week too. Yeah, dude, that Fuck movie it great. Is. So it good. Is, it is so. Have you have you, uh, did you ever watch the remake or the, it's supposed to be a prequel no i would why would you? i have i i didn't i just wondered yeah, if you had dude i have no problem with remakes of movies i watched that. the trailer for the uh the reboot of the evil dead and that looks pretty good i think you have to do something dr- drastically different from it or you have to yeah with, or there has to be something wrong with like a flaw in the first movie that you can kind of correct yeah. It um, looks like the Evil Dead, they went more straight horror than a yeah. horror comedy. But and it is really, Sam Raimi and uh, Bruce Campbell. They produced it. I don't th- I don't produced know. it. I don't, yeah. I don't think he's in it, but I mean, um, they were involved. But why, like, why would you remake the thing? It holds up perfect. Yeah, it's great, dude. It's it still so good. fucking good. It doesn't, it's not dated at all. It's so stupid. But, it's great. Um. Yeah, so they, they find this crate, and then they they take forever in a, in a year uh, trying to open it up. And when they open it up, there's like a, a Yeti or a monster or some kind of some kind of thing in there, and it eats the janitor. Yeah, he calls, so the, the janitor calls that other professor at the party, and that other professor's like hitting on a very young student girl. Right. I think he's recently divorced, or he's trying to. Yeah, his, his wife died. His wife passed away. I think. I think. It was yeah. And uh, so him and like Hal, Hal Holbrook play chess, and uh, 
he's hitting on all these young students. The janitor calls him, and he's like, oh, I found a case. That wasn't his voice. I'm trying to, I'm trying to expand my Your repertoire. repertoire of voices. That's yeah. my new janitor voice. I, also, I, I found guess, a case out of the out of the thing. I don't know. I don't know that we needed all of the character development of that guy. Like it's just no, dude. It's just like literally this this segment itself is like forty five minutes. It's long. It, they could have chopped it down. It's, uh, dude, it's, it almost me, feels like two different stories. If it, it does feel like two different, it's, it for sure does. Right, that's part of the reason why I don't like it. You got the story of Hal Holbrook and his wife that he hates, and his fantasy yeah. of killing her, and then you've got this story of a monster in a box, and this professor that's kind of like, it almost felt like uh, the fucking uh, there's a gremlin on the airplane, Twilight Zone. Yeah, where yeah. Nobody believes him, but then you know he brings a grad student down, and then the grad student gets eaten. And then he goes to the guy's house, and then it, it turns out the big twist is that Hal Holbrook is going to use this as an excuse to get his wife killed. I don't know. It just, I just didn't like this one. This one's my least favorite. All right, I would put this at number three. Yeah, but you like because yeah. I I love Adrian Barbo, even though she's such a horrible person in this right. one i just i think she's a great actress had a mad crush on her as a kid Your in mod crush dog holy moly she was a beautiful lady uh i like hal holbrook like it's weird seeing him younger to me uh the the fucking monster is just wild like uh like yeah. a Jim Henson puppet or something. It's a Tom Savini creation, baby. Is it? Is it Savini? Savini's in this at the end. Yeah, he's one of the garbage men. Yeah. Um. I just I think if it's if you plus also Hal Holbrook, just cleaning up the blood that he did down there would take a fucking long weekend. Yeah, dude. There's no way he cleaned that place up. He's taking a dry mop and rubbing it in blood. Yeah. That's not going to work. He's just spreading evidence around. I think, dude, I think if this thing is 10, 15 minutes shorter, then it jumps up over Father's Day. Yeah. You know, I just... It's... it's, Once they reveal that it's a monster in the box, there's no, like, other twists. Like, we can see everything... That's gonna fall into place, which is fine if we're near the resolution and we like piece it together, and then it's like, yeah, it's just too long. We're out. This is like, oh, we figured this out. Oh fuck, another twenty minutes of this shit. Yeah. Um, At one point, I paused it just to see how much time was left in the movie, and I still had forty minutes left in the movie, and I couldn't fucking believe it. I was like, "There's no way there's forty minutes left in this movie." Yeah. No, there was. Oh, there was. Uh, And then we get the last one. They're creeping up on you. Which where you're giving this a big old thumbs down. Number five. Wow. I'd give it number six out of five if I could. Well, you could could count the wraparound, I suppose. Story of the little boy and his dad. Oh, I think that was definitely better than this one. I absolutely think that was better than this one. Uh, so, I mean, so this this story's pretty uh, simple. There's a, a mean, shitty dude lives in a Howard yeah. Hughes apartment. 
completely sterile. I thought the set looked awesome. I thought him in the white bathrobe running around, and then the contrast of the bugs just, like, popped out on that stark white. You saw every bug. Yeah. Uh, they're in this That's future, what I didn't like. They're in this fucking future dude. building. I have a... I fucking hate cockroaches, dude. I oh, can't fucking okay. stand them. All right. Well, that's... I hate them. So like, I is, have a visceral reaction to it. Yeah. This is why it was number one for me for a little bit, and I think I've switched it to the to the Stephen King segment, but this was the only one where I was genuinely creeped out. Yeah, I, dude, I almost... I wasn't scared. I almost I like, just skipped it. I all, yeah. like, it got to the part where he, uh... He's got the cockroaches in the blender. Yep. And I I fast forwarded it. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, I'm a film journalist. I have yeah. I have, have committed. And I watched it to the end, but yeah. I yeah. Uh, when I was like in my 20s, me and my brother got an apartment once and fucking it was infested with cockroaches, dude. And I oh, dude, horrible. We lived there for like a month and then left and it was fucking gross dude i can't like i ugh. it's <laughs> okay. gross and I, this movie could have been fucking 15 minutes shorter just without this but i mean i get it because of the visceral reaction putting it into the horror movie i guess yeah but i don't know I it doesn't it doesn't work for me just because of that i'm like ugh. all right that's fair i was expecting i kept to I, big, uh, big who was, against you but i can't argue with that who was the uh who played him? I kept thinking Brian Cox. He kept reminding me of Brian Cox, but I know it wasn't. Uh, E.G. Marshall. Let's check him out real quick. Uh, he's uh, he's uh, uh, let's see. He was in Twelve Angry Men. You know, he's another one of these guys. Got like six hundred film credits. He's just a character yeah. actor. Uh, I think he uh, he was good. He was in. Christmas Vacation as Art Smith. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, the boss. Okay, yeah, well, that's He's the one that doesn't give him the uh, bonus. Um, yeah, he's, uh, he drops some pretty nice racial slurs in this. Yeah. Uh, Not I, a nice guy. I, you know, I just, I liked all that stuff with the him on the phone constantly trying to fight the bugs and spraying the bugs, and then the guy coming up to the apartment and not giving a shit about him. Uh, yeah. The white, the 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 uh, black doorman who just is, calls him up and he's like, "You got to come up here now." And he's like, "I'm stuck in the elevator. Shut up." I don't know. I just liked. I I liked. Uh, I I liked it. Hey, I don't need to justify my feelings to you. You I don't. Like, hey, we're but it's fair. Like something. Uh, Even though I took the time to justify justify my feelings to you, I mean, doesn't mean you have to reciprocate. I. Prick. Look, I mean, I've changed it to fucking the, selfish prick. I've changed my answer to the Stephen King when I when I when I did like initially like rank them. It was right when the movie ended and, and that one had just ended. I thought the the set was great. That that stark white, that kind of weird like yeah. It doesn't seem like a thirty five hundred dollar a month apartment. It's a weird futuristic shit. I don't know. And he says that he owns the building. But then yeah. he's bitching about how much his apartment costs him. It's like, dude, you own the fucking building. Um, then we uh, then we close this thing out. We get uh, we get a little uh, visit with the garbage guys. Find the creep show comic book. 
and they're talking about the ads for the uh, X-ray specs and the bodybuilding course, and then they see that there's a an ad for a voodoo doll, but then they laugh. Now, when you when you were when you were younger, did you uh, did you read like Mad Magazine or Crack Magazine and shit? Uh, I would read comic books, and they would yeah. have ads like this, but. Yeah, like the ads, like yeah. yeah. I was never, I never ordered anything like that from anything. Um, I think by the time I started reading like stuff in earnest, that had already kind of that day had come and gone. Yeah, I'm sure that there's regulations against selling this shit now like that. I'm uh, sure there's ways you get around it though. Yeah, you just, I mean, if you want extra specs, just go on Amazon. You oh, know, but we're a church. <laughs> uh. Uh, and then we, we go back inside and, uh, well, they saw that the voodoo doll ad is, was missing and it's because, uh, uh, Tom Atkins and, uh, his son, his son little Joe a, King. Yeah. He's like, Ooh, my neck hurts. Ooh. And it's Joe King is up there, uh, stabbing a voodoo doll of his dad. And then, uh, that's, take this motherfucker. That's it. <laughs> he is an angry child. dude. He's just going to town. Uh, and then the creep. This creep is uh, the like weird, like witchy dude uh, that shows up. And then that's it. Then the movie's over. It's a lot, lot going on in this one. There is. Uh, let's run down our, our rankings real quick, just to keep it clean. Number one, I think we both have uh, "Lonesome Death of Jordy Verrill." Yeah. Um, I put, uh, they're creeping up on you, number two. You had. And listen, hey, just a bit, just let me, give me a second here. Yeah. If you sleep on this and you feel like you want to change your answer, you just text me and we'll talk about it. No, no, no. I'm going to stick to this. I also, that would be the only one that I would recommend people seek out. Like if, if you only want to watch one 20 minute horror movie this year, watch The Lonesome Death of Jordy Barrel. Yeah, I, I, Recommend uh, watching the Leslie Nelson Ted Danson one too, just for uh, the fact. I mean, what year was this? Cheers was out, right? Or was uh, this yeah, right before Cheers? Ah, uh, uh, Cheers was eighty three, eighty four. Was it eighty two? Creep Show comes out eighty two. Cheers goes on the air in eighty two. So this has been the first year. All right, which it wasn't a huge hit the first year, was it? Uh, I don't know. I don't really know anything about Cheers. But he'd been in Body Heat the year before. I mean, he's relatively Making new. your way he's... in the world today takes everything you got. I don't think he... They Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And they're always glad you came. You want to be where you can see. Troubles are all the same. I'm going to make it. You want to know. Go. Balcony. Again, I changed it at the end. I personalized it. Anywho, Ted you were Danson. saying <laughs> uh, Ted Danson is not—he's not being hired for this movie because he's 
a famous known actor. I think he's a young actor that is good. And they hired him. I think Leslie Nielsen is really the one that's like the name recognition in this one at the t at that time. Who uh, who played the the Amy? Was it Becky? His wife, uh, the wife. Becky. Yeah. Uh, that was played by Dun Da 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 Galen Ross from Dun Da 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 Dawn of the Dead. Ah, uh, the one we just watched. Yep. She has no three, shit. Three acting credits. Is that the girl that was in in yeah. there with them? She's the that one wanted that to marry. Uh, was pregnant. All right. Um, Dude, that was a great flick. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, good. She's in she's in the nineteen seventy eight Dawn of the Dead. She's in a film called Madman from nineteen eighty one, and then she's in Creepshow, and then she is out. Is Madman a horror? Uh, slasher film Madman. Yeah, I think that might be that might be on Shutter. I'm sure it is. It's on one of them, I believe. Um, it's based on the urban legend of the Cropsy Maniac. Or something Dude, else. So much shit. Something else was. So much shit that. is based on Cropsy. Uh, Mark Gallagher was talking about it with us, right? That's was right. it Gallagher? Or was it Ken? Uh, Ken oh, Reed might have been talking about it. He said Friday the Thirteenth. Jason was based on it. There's a couple really good uh, documentaries about Cropsy. You should check out. I think they might be on HBO. Um, or we could just go out into the woods and see if we can find the character. Oh, yeah. I don't want to do that. Ah, oh, come on, dude. I'll bring a flashlight. Uh, number one. A shovel. Of Jody Verrill. Couple, couple waters in case number we get two, thirsty. They're creeping up on you. You had something to tide you over, correct? Yes. Okay. And then... I had something to tide you over at three, and you put the crate at three. The crate at three, yes. I got Father's Day at four. You had Father's Day at four. And yes. I have the crate last, and you have their creeping up on you last. I have the, no, I have the comic book at five. Oh, I wasn't counting that, but. And then I got the cockroach thing after the last. Episode. Yeah. Um, I like the comic book transitions so more than I liked the cockroach so, thing. So yeah, cool. it's great. When they stopped, I love. I love the Leslie Nelson one. I love when they stopped on pages of stories that they didn't even tell. And I was just like, Yeah, oh, it, show me that movie too. Yeah, and just it, like uh, it'll go to like the now. Obviously, uh, it's based on. Tales from the Crypt, right? The Crypt Keeper, that came out before this, right? Uh, I don't believe so. No, I mean, Tales from the Crypt is a comic book from the 50s, which is what they're based Oh, it was an actual comic book. Because mm -hmm. they did, I know, like, HBO had the show in the 90s. in the eight, early 80s, 80s I think. I don't know. It was after this, though. Yeah. This kind of right. kicked off that craze. And now it's come full circle, and there's a creep show series on Shutter. Yeah, it's on Shutter. I'm going to check it out. It's it's getting uh, pretty decent reviews, I believe. Uh, even, and even though we are film journalistas, occasionally I will I will cheat on my one true love with a, a television program. Um, and I do mean Nicole McMara. Don't tell her. I can't believe you call your wife a television program. No, she's the one I'm cheating on with television. Oh, yes. Yeah. 
Um, good, good, some good cast people in. Uh, I looked down the rundown of uh, the Creepshow TV show because I watched Creepshow Two, which is not nearly as good as this. Yeah, we talked about that earlier, but still good. Um, you want uh, the three stories in there? Uh, the wraparound. Yeah, refresh my memory. Stinks. The first story is excellent, and I would put it in Creepshow. And I think I was reading about it. It was supposed to be in there, but they ran out of money. It's uh, uh, There's an old couple, George Kennedy and his wife. They own a store in um, some place in some desert town. Um, and, uh, you know, it's basically a town that's it's like right off a reservation. And so all the people from the tribe come to the store, and, and this guy's very generous to them all, and he gives them credit. And uh, a guy comes and gives them all these necklaces to hold as collateral for their, all the debts that they owe. And he basically yeah. saves the store. This Indian chief comes through. Um, and then that Indian chief's nephew comes in with his gang, and they rob the store, and they kill the old people. And then the cigar store Indian out front comes alive and tracks down the gang and kills them. Uh, very sweet story. It's like pretty devastating when they they come in. And they just kill the two old people in cold blood. And then, yeah. And then the Indian killing them is pretty fun. The the cigar store Native American. Yep. You know the makeup on that guy is pretty good. That's well done. Some good kills. The second story is my least favorite of it. It's called The Raft. It's about four, two couples and two college-age couples go to a swimming hole, and they swim out to this, uh, like, the raft that you jump off of in the middle of the lake. Yeah. Uh, but there's a blob in the water of, like, this oil. It looks like an oil slick, and it just slowly eats them all. Yeah, I remember that. I, I believe I read that. I think that's in one of his short stories. Yes. Yeah, these are all based off of uh, Stephen King's stories. I think all three of them are actually based off of his stories. Um, the Raft one is fine. I don't know. The, and then the last one is um, this, like, rich woman is having an affair, and she has to rush home to her controlling husband who wants her home by a certain time. But she you always got to get home to the controlling husband before he gets mad. She, uh, she in the rain, she hits uh, a hitchhiker. And then she just she leaves. She flees the scene. Uh, great Stephen King cameo shows up as a truck driver. He gets out. He's having some fun. Uh, but then as she's driving home, you know. Little Easter egg. Stephen King wound up getting hit by a car that took off. That's, hey, careful what you wish. Remember, for we almost lost him. We almost lost him because of that, like, 15 years ago. I, I barely had any record. I remember it happening, but I didn't. Yeah, you know he's not the he didn't he didn't mean what he means to me now, you know what I mean? He did to me, and I was sad about it. Um, so she keeps seeing the hitchhiker, keeps showing up, and it just be, and the hitchhiker eventually kills her. Yeah, I don't know. It was fine. They're all like well done. They're just not as interesting or as fun as this one. They take out all the cool comic book effects and the. Yeah, I think that, I mean writing. taking out the comic book effects changes the whole movie. I mean, had, I think it really made it made it its own thing, you know. Yeah, I and I don't know why. Like, it would have been so easy to just keep those things in. There is a creep show three. I mean, do you think that is that just like, is that so expensive to do that they fucking saved a lot of money not doing it? I, dude, I could see. I mean, the, at the time, creep show 
two is in eighty eight, so I bet maybe they thought it was kind of corny by this point. Yeah. Or not? I don't know. I just don't know why they did it that way. Um, but the three stories are fun. Hey, Mister Creepshow, if you're listening, yeah, George Mar- Romero's. Yeah, he's dead. Is he still alive? Nope, he's definitely dead. George Romero Jr., if you're listening, give us a call on the hotline. Uh, 1-800-BALCONYBOYS.COM There's a Creepshow 3, which apparently is absolute ass. Ah, uh, it, it came out? What year did that come out? I don't know, is that a 90s, 90s thing? Yeah, it's got nothing. To, Stephen King's got no involvement. George Romero has no involvement. I think that, did they, did they reboot, did they do a show about it before too? Or was it just strictly movies? And this is the first incarnation of a show. I think this is the first. Um, Say it. Incarnation, incarnation of a show. All right. But that, hey, look, folks, that's creep show. That's creep show. We got through it. Uh, I would give it. Sean, a, I would give it an old one, one year ago. Sean would have been too scared to get through this. Too now. spooky. But then I, re- I didn't realize. Too it was, I didn't realize it was seventy-five percent of comedy. Yeah, um, I mean, just. The Stephen King one, though, great stuff. Yeah, that's that's really a high point. Uh, I would recommend people watch this if you're looking for something cool. I think it's a cool movie. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that it's usually not streaming. Yeah. So you gotta get. I got it on uh, the AMC Plus. I went ahead. and uh, it was on sale. I purchased it. And I'll have it forever and treasure it. Uh, do you think you'll watch it again at some point? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I could see watching this, making this like an annual watch. It's one of those things, it's just like, it's pretty easy. It's a pretty easy watch. The crate is just so long. I would probably skip that. I don't know. I liked it. I mean, I, th- I think it's a... I think the crate is a decent story, but it's just... If they had... Now, obviously, from my perspective, they could have lopped out the cockroach one. They could have got rid of Father's Day and yeah. just kept those three, and it would have been an hour and a half, and it would have been great. Yeah, I mean, I kind of, I mean, if if the crate wasn't, I mean, they could have even cut ten minutes out of the crate. Just trim you know? the crate, because I, I like all the stories. I don't, I mean, Father's Day is probably the most disposable, um, even though I liked it, but it was short. You know, it sets the nice tone. Yeah. Um. I mean, it sets the wi- the wildness, yeah, when the corpse comes out with the cake as a head. Billy, bad news. What? We only have one more Boo England evening together. No, but we could still do Boo England no, in our hearts. Boo England always has to come to an end. And this year no, we are... No, don't say it. Please don't say it. With... A gentleman that has probably made the two of us collectively laugh harder than anybody together. Uh, we'll have a little special friend with us next week as we watch the Rob Zombie horror movie. I don't know what this thing's about. What are you talking about? What movie we're watching next week with Alan Fitzgerald, special guest. Oh, next week. What are we? Oh, it's, uh, yeah. Uh, the Lords of Salem. The Lords of Salem, right? Yep, the Rob Zombie. Have you, I have not watched Yeah, that. Rob Zombie with the lovely Sherry Moon Zombie. 
But we're going to watch that next week with Alan Fitzgerald. Presuming Alan Fitzgerald. Bill's uh, able to convince uh, him to do... Um, one of the finest people I know that is also just a true horrible human being. Just a, Love him. A complete, a complete ass. <laughs> just a complete piece of shit. Guy lives that's also one of my favorite people. That is also I don't I don't invite him to my house. No, no, no. I mean, we did invite him to his house. No, he's been to my house. He I declined. love the kid. He declined. Well, he declined that time, but he's been over here before. But that's what we're doing. And I'll have him back again when the pandemic is calmed down, gonna, and he can come to the movie theater. I'm saying, and we can watch movies inside. Goodbye, everybody. We got hey, we got a bonus coming up Friday. Sorry, it sounds like shit. We're going to see you next week for Lords of Salem. We're going to have another bonus next week. We have fun. Uh, a couple of fellas came out to watch another. Uh, we kept the slashes going. You know us. You know what the Balcony Boys do in October. It gets spooky up in here. We get the candy out. We light the fire table. We tell the neighbors. We say, hey, it's going to get loud over here. You going to call the cops on us? We'll kill you. Nah, I'm just fucking with you. I don't talk to my neighbors. All right, we'll see you guys later. Merry Christmas. And a Happy New Year. All in the drum. All right, I'm going to stop singing now, Sean. All right? Have I done good? Tell me, I, t tell me I've done good. <laughs>